Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Clogasmic Nail Tech Talks. Today we talk to the absolute legend that is Alex Fox. I loved this conversation. I'm so, so happy that she came on here to do a podcast with me and that it was recorded because honestly, this conversation truly filled up my cup. She shares so much about her journey, about business, business advice, just life advice, advice for all nail techs about taking the leap to get involved in competitions and eliminating self-doubt and just truly going for it in life and it's such a good episode honestly I'm so happy we release episodes on a Monday because it's the perfect way to start your Monday before we jump into the episode I just want to give a huge shout out to Nail Order they are today's sponsor you guys know how much I love Nail Order and tonight the 1st of May at 7pm make sure you join them over on Instagram the gorgeous Becca is doing a live all about their new cuticle oils now I say new they're actually some of the favourites that were released a little while ago that they've brought back. I can give you a sneak peek. So it's raspberry lemonade and mango daiquiri. And when I tell you, mango daiquiri literally smells divine. Absolutely divine. So make sure you join them tonight at 7pm over on Instagram so you can find out more about these products. They're going to be available in retail pens, droppers for your desk and sanitizers as well. So make sure you tune in for that one. I'll pop the link to their site and all of their social medias in the show notes so you can have a little click around and find them. I'm also going to pop all of the links that Alex Fox talks about in the show notes as well. So there'll be a link to Glossary Live, a link to the Nail Safari, a link to Nail Olympia and also to Alex Fox and her Instagram page. Honestly, thank you so much to Alex for coming on here. I know that this episode is going to be so valuable to so many of you. So grab yourself a cup of tea and get ready to enjoy. And remember, if you are a nail tech and you want help building and growing your business, your skills or your confidence, you can get more from me at www.clogasmic.com. We've now hit over 450 tutorials in there and we have a weekly coaching call that you can come and join in on. So if you want more from me, www.clogasmic.com. And without further ado, let's get into this episode. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Clogasmic Nail Tech Talks. Today we have an absolute legend in the industry, Alex Fox. The co-founder of Scratch Magazine, she does so many incredible things and I know she's such an inspiration to so many people. So for people who maybe have not yet heard of you, if they've been living under a rock or something, please Alex, give us a little introduction to yourself, who you are and how you got into the wonderful world of nails. Hello, hello um, Shan and thank you so much for inviting me onto the Clawgasmic podcast. I'm really excited. This is the first time I've ever been interviewed on a podcast so I'm quite chuffed. Thank you. Um, so how, so yeah, I'm Alex Fox and I ended up in Nails by accident in 1998. So Previous to that, because I'm quite old, I'm in my 50s, I'm in my mid 50s. So um, I did have a whole career before nails, <laughs> even though nails has been a long time. I started out, um, I just wanted to be a writer, wanted to be a writer or an English teacher. And I wasn't clever enough to go to uni. And so I thought both those things weren't going to happen for me. Um, but I got an extremely lucky break. Oh my goodness, in 1993, I'd done. I'd been working, I'd worked for a diary company and I'd specialised in Nigerian versions. Um, that was like a little speciality of mine for a year and a half. 
Um, and I'd worked in production on six music magazines. So I'd already been doing some cool stuff um, in the magazine department. And I'd done sales for a year on the Cambridge Evening News. So I was starting in publishing. And then the company that actually did the music magazines bought the Panorama, a magazine called Panorama, that was the trade magazine for photographers. And so I said, look, I'm absolutely desperate. Could I be the assistant that you're looking for? Because they had an editor and they needed an editorial assistant. I had four O-levels to my name, which you'd call GCSEs now. Um, but I talked myself into the role, basically. Um, and I got it. And a year and a half later, I was the editor. So that was in 1993-94. So I got my dream job at the age of, goodness gracious, I can't add up very well. I think I was 23 when I got my dream job. And basically, as you as you know now, I've been an editor, writer ever since. So I've kept my dream job. I did seven years in photography um, before I had my first baby in 1998. And that meant I could no longer, I ended up working basically on Amateur Photographer Magazine in London and was traveling two and a half hours to work each way every day. Couldn't do that with a baby, so I then um, I then had to had to give it up after seven and a half years. Um, but then the next journey started, so that was really exciting. I got my lucky break in the nail industry. Oh my gosh, that is such a cool story! I love that. I love that you've done so many different things as well. And then that is amazing to say that, like you've got your dream job had my dream job for a really long time now but it's funny because you can you can be wearing your dream job every day and be so rude um soulfully so rude in life that you forget to say thank you um and only very recently did I get hit in the face by the gratitude bug and and say gosh you know what I really do need to say thank you to the universe because I have been living the dream um since 1993 that's a long time <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that you said that as well, because I'm all into all that stuff. I remember it wasn't till I had my salon for a few years. Like you say, I think I got so caught up in the, you know, like, I want to make this work. I need to make this work when I do every day. And my brain was so on like um, hamster wheel mode. You know, what can I do today? What can I do today? And then, you know, all of a sudden, one day I sat back and I thought, oh, my gosh, like you're, you're doing it. Like You're working for yourself. You've got clients that that pay you to do something you love. What is this? What is this? Like, just be so grateful that this is what you're doing now. So I love that you said that. It is difficult. I'd say, though, Shan, it's difficult sometimes to be grateful when you are juggling family life. And I, when I say family life, that may or may not have a partner in there. Um, but in my world, it was three children and a husband uh, and living abroad for 10 years and doing everything via email and what have you, um, sort of stepping sideways. I know we've. I know I'm digressing here a little bit, but I stepped sideways, went and lived abroad for ten years, and still carried on uh, with scratch and what have you. But I got very, um, you know, you're jumping from you're waking up in the morning and you're making sure that everyone's got the right clothes on and brushed their teeth and they've got packed lunch and pee kit and they're going to school. Then they're all gone and you're like, whoo, lovely. Might just quickly do some Pilates if I can. And luckily, I had someone behind my house who did Pilates, so that was a quick run, jump, and Pilates to start my day. Um, and then you get into the scratch groove uh, and the nail impure groove, the, all the grooves that I was doing and, and the scratch Middle East groove, a magazine I launched out there. All that is for stuff um, that you and then at the end of the day, it's like, crikey, now they've got a bath, bedtime, teeth again. Um, feed them, play with them, have some fun, get some enrichment, family enrichment time, then have some wine, enjoy some friend enrichment time and blah, blah, blah. And there's 
sometimes you forget, oh, I didn't actually say thank you for this beautiful life and the beautiful things that are inside it. And I think sometimes I, not now because I'm older and I've got a more chilled existence, but in those days, I think um, I just thought, God, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. Oh, will I ever be able to jump off this wheel? Um, and then I had to be reminded, ooh, after reading The Secret and what have you, ooh, say thank you, actually, because there are people in life that aren't this busy and they might wish they were. So be grateful for the fact that you've got all these components in your life. So I, I do like a bit of gratitude. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's definitely something that I know I'll listen back to again and again because, yeah, you're so you're so right. And I've definitely had moments like that where, like, one day passes you by, two days, like a week's passed you by. And yeah, just need to like ground yourself every now and again. So thank you so much for that. Such a see, we're only like minutes in, guys, already getting all the gems. This is so good. Um, so like we said, you are the co-founder of Scratch magazine. Please tell us how this came about. What was the idea behind this and when did it start? Okay, so um, so I'll just pop back then to 1998. Uh, because in 98, uh that's when my daughter popped out um on March the 3rd. And so I took took uh, that maternity leave. And by July, I was asked by the people I'd worked for way, way back on the music magazines and Panorama said to me, oh, Alex, would you come and step in? We need an editor on an electrical magazine for two issues. And I thought, well, crikey, I know absolutely nothing about electrics, but um, I'll give anything a bash if, if I've got the right contacts and can do my job as a journalist, if you like. So, uh, and because it was down the road, that was the Handy Harry thing. It was down the road. So I said yes um, and managed to find a childminder in my back garden. Well, when I say back garden, our back gardens like hit each other. It was like serendipity, right? <laughs> so I was like, sweet, I can go and do this. So I think I only went into the office twice a week because I had um, what I call it, I had the first Apple Mac. Um, that was ever in existence, which I call a toaster, because it was that funny square box. And it had, it had looked, the, the screen was the size, size of a slice of bread, if you remember. So I used to call it my toaster Mac. Um, so luckily, I could work from home. You stuck the floppies in it. Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, I've had every Apple Mac, actually, over the years. Wish I'd kept them now because I could hang them from my ceiling and I'd look really cool now. And everyone would want to visit. Anyway, that's that's digressing. Anyhow. Um, moving on. So I went in and I did these two, these two issues of ECN, Electrical Contracting News, it was called. Um, weirdly enough, my brother's an electrician and he used to read it. How weird is that? But anywho, I did the two issues and then they said, oh, we've just bought, uh, we've not bought, sorry, we've just started the first ever nail magazine in the UK. And I was like, nail magazine, tell me more. What does this even mean? Um, and it was a fingernail magazine called Nails Plus. Uh, and they needed a writer. So that was the 1st of September, 1998. I started on the first nail magazine. Um, and, and that was run by Ali Milner and Emma Rutherford, who are still in the industry. They've done things like War Paint magazine and um, all sorts. They've done PR for loads of beauty companies. Um, they've been around forever and a day and done amazing things in the industry. They're still around. Um and but anyhow, they moved on from Nails Plus and I became the editor. Uh, I don't know how within uh, about a year and a half or something like that. Um, and in that time, 
I launched a magazine called Salon Plus, which was full of advertorials for the beauty industry. That was so much fun. I learned so much about massage, aromatherapy, skincare. I mean, absolutely everything except hair was in there. It was absolutely fantastic. I loved it. It was like a hundred pounds for a quarter page and he had four of them. So 400 pounds a page and they were all advertorials. And it was really, really popular in the industry because everyone could afford to advertise and get their message out in a nice little advertorial. So it was actually a great concept for a magazine. Anywho, um, then we launched Beauty and Health Publishing News. So that was like a newspaper. Then we did Salon Island magazine, which was everything from spa to hair, nails, skincare, the lot, but it was for Ireland. And then we launched Spa Plus magazine for the spa industry. So we were busy and it was fun. And we ended up, I ended up being editorial director with 10 journalists under me. That was like wowzers, really fantastic. And then Scott Derbyshire moved over from Health and Beauty magazine and came to be the sales director and it is a funny story actually because I should say even though that I guess the world doesn't need to know but some of the world already knows so I may as well tell it is Scott and I really really like each other very much back then we um we were very different people um he was very very salesy and I was very very soulful and a little bit hippie and so we clashed but we worked together insanely well but we clashed as human beings, but we both loved our projects and we both loved our industry. Um, and so we clashed a bit. But anywho, um, he became redundant. And as um, things would have that I won't go into, I actually ended up walking out 24 hours after he was made redundant. Part of him being made redundant when I found out was one of the reasons because I didn't like I didn't like the the scenario around it and I kind of left in support of him. So none of that's funny, by the way. But what is funny about life is when people tell you everything for a reason. Because at the, my husband at the time, because I've got a different one now, by the way, but my husband at the time, he was really not very happy at all that I'd walked out of my job. Um, because at that time we had two young children then. And... Um, and it wasn't a groovy thing to do, but I'm a very principle-led person. Mm. Um, and so what we thought was going to be quite a disastrous move, and what on earth is Alex going to do now because there's no nail magazine in the world and who's going to want her? Um, it was really strange because Scott then phoned me and said, Alex, do you want to work with me? And I was like, not really. Um <laughs> this is this is our funny truth and I quite like sharing you know it's nice to share the truth I was like not, not really because I don't like you very much and I've you know we've we worked together well but I don't really like you very much and he said well I'll tell you the truth Alex I don't like you either and it was like okay so that's a little bit of a standoff what do you want to do with that and he said well why don't we talk about why we don't like each other I was like do we have to <laughs> and the funny thing is is that we decided okay why not let's talk about why we don't like each other um and we realized that we had been and you know this is this is like this is like giving away quite a lot of, of stuff I haven't talked about before to be fair um mm -hmm. we realized we'd been played around with a little bit and so he'd been fed things about me that simply weren't true and I knew they were true. And then when I told him things I didn't like about him, he said, well, that's not true, Alex, about me. And I could believe him because he was saying things about me that I knew weren't true. So then we were like, ooh, this is an interesting conversation. Thank goodness we've had it. Um, 
I took it deep, obviously, and then decided, hey, let us do this. Sorry, I'm, I'm wiping my hands like I'm saying fresh start. We decided fresh start, clean hands, uh, clean hearts, clean heads. Let's start again from a very different place. And we did. And we became phenomenal. Um, in fact, I think we were quite formidable because uh, we then became very, very close. Uh, we had the same vibe, direction, the same instinct, the same intuition. It was like, it was just, it was just weird, weird, weird. And you read about this and you hear about this in empowerment books and especially empowerment journeys where sometimes the people that you don't or you least connect with or bother you most in a room or are the people that just throw your energy off are probably the people you're supposed to know the people you're supposed to get closer to because they're reflecting and mirroring something in you that you don't like about yourself. And therefore they're going to teach you the most, grow you the most. Um, anywho, turns out Scott and I were brilliant. He said, what do you want to do? Well, once we got over that first hurdle, which was a big one, um, he said, what do you want to do then? And I said, well, I really love nails. Of all the things we've done together, nails is the thing I feel. It's inside me. I have no idea why. Um, as I wasn't a nail tech, again, I was a writer. Um, but I said, I feel something about nails. It excites me, it vibrates me in the right way. Um, I love the people in the industry so much. And I feel like it's home. So could we start a nail magazine? Um, and I said, and I think when I look at the industry, that's that's where I feel there's an explosion coming. And I want to be part of that explosion. I don't want to see it happen beside me. And so he said, yeah, OK, if that's what you fancy, let's do that. Then what do you want to call it? I still don't know. What would you call a nail magazine? And um, so I went away and I got 20 ideas on a list. And they were all things like the nail Bible, you know, the nail groove. I mean, it was, you know, the sidewall. I mean, I had it all. Um, and then I went out to a nightclub in Cambridge with my friend, with my brother and his friends. And my brother has a friend who's a marketing guru. And it was 2 a.m. We're all really drunk. And I said, hey, Nick, if you had a, a nail magazine, what would you call it? And he basically said, I'll call it Scratch. <laughs> I was like, sweet. So would I. Free consultation, fan dabby dozy. We, I told Scott the next day, what do you think of Scratch? He said, that's the name, that's the thing, that's our vibe. So that's the story of Scratch. And that we, um, we, we launched May 2003. So that means that Scratch will be 20 years old on May the 1st. Oh my gosh, what an incredible story. I'm so excited to hear the story, but it's literally even better than I could have thought it would be. And I love as well, because there's so many other people that I speak to where the name of something, it nine times out of ten, it just come out of like a a quick moment. A moment. Like someone else and, and it just clicks. You know, as soon as someone says it, it just hits different and you're like, oh, yes, that is it. So I love that as well. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like a drunk fumble. Um <laughs> but, but but it gave us it gave us it without any discussion. It was that it was that uh what's that eureka moment. Yeah. 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 And I love that story with you and Scott as well. Like, that's so nice. And it's so, I, I was listening to, um, again, side note, sorry, guys, but I was listening to Pink the other day, you know, the singer Pink. Mm, she, yeah. Love her interviews and stuff. And she was saying she thinks one of the best things that she's learned in life is you know, if you can continually try to come back to the table with people when you have things, you can learn so much and you can see a different side of them if you never just instantly think no that's it done and just give them a chance to come back to the table and as soon as you were saying that I thought you came back to the table and look at all the incredible things that came from that 
Yeah, we did. We li- we literally did. And I think I, I would say that um, I'd say that that not not that I want to over celebrate it or overstate it, but I think that's not something people do as a usual. And I do think it's pretty incredible that Scott was that open and available um, because I'm quite an open and available person anyway. So that's like anyone who knows me knows that that's probably not a surprise. But I, I think it's a surprise for him and he was wonderful at it. And, you know, obviously the rest is history. Love it. Love it. So even now, it's the It magazine of the industry. But the way at the beginning of my career, I remember seeing that magazine, well, Scratch magazine in my salon. All of us girls that worked in the salon, there must have been about 12 of us. And we were all so excited when the, the salon was subscribed to Scratch magazine. So when the magazine would come in, we'd all sit out the back and we'd all take it in turns of reading the Scratch magazine, be on the table till we'd all had a read. And then we'd all be waiting for the next month for it to come. And then my mum, she was a hairdresser. And she was always really into it as well. So she'd always read it too. So even now, it's just such a it magazine. And that must be so incredible for you to sit back and think you've created something so iconic. It kind of makes me want to cry, actually, when you say it like that. Um, because because for me, it feels like an accidental journey. Um, I didn't kind of don't expect people to say things like that about it. But for me, it was it was it was quite organic and quite simple. I wanted to do a nail magazine, but I looked at what was out there and I'm talking abroad because obviously I'd already worked on um, a nail magazine, the, the UK magazine that was out there, but I wasn't able to shape and form it in, in the way that I wanted because when Scott and I started together, he basically said, look, you do you do um, the creative side, the writing and the conceptualization, the context of it. So I'm going to let you do whatever you want. Here's a designer. Here's a great designer. We found an amazing designer who'd who'd worked with um, people like Eric Clapton, what have you, and all sorts of musicians for years on their album covers. So we found this amazing designer. And I was told, go away and, and just create whatever you want, Alex, and I'll sell it. I'll go out there and sell the pages to fund this. Um, but it's your your baby. So I sat there and thought, okay, if I was a nail tech, what would I want? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd want I'd want to look at a cover of a magazine and see the nails and not see loads of words all over them and think, and I wanted to respect the journey of the creation of the image um, and the the love and skill behind it everything behind it. So that to me said, you put an image on the cover and you just write the name of the magazine and you leave the rest to be to be enjoyed. That also meant it looked really gorgeous um, in a photo frame. So I used to frame if every, every time an issue came out, I took the whole issue and frame it and had them all around the office at the time. Um, so the first, well, I guess we'll get to this later in, in the talk, but my first, my first office was actually at the, in the top of the gift shop at my family zoo was where Scratch was started. It started in my living room and quickly moved when the team grew into the roof, <laughs> into the ceiling of the zoo gift shop. But anywho, um, I wanted it to be fresh. I wanted it to look like a consumer magazine. So I, th- I went out and I bought lots of magazines and said, what are women reading? And I started looking at the fact that women like, well, I say women, I mean, anybody that's interested in nails, forgive me, anybody who's interested in nails. But what were the then, if you like, women's magazines doing? And they were showing big pictures, small text, um, visually exciting, very colourful. thought to myself, you know, I can see a clear 
uh, affinity between hairdressers and makeup artists and nail technicians. I see them all as very individual human beings, uh, very creative, just all about colour and expression and art. Um, so very different, I felt, to the skincare world that I was in and the spa world. That's how I, I differentiated it. And so I wanted to create a trade magazine that gave information, gave trade information. So anything about running a business in the nail industry, but delivering it in a beautiful way so that you wanted to eat the pages with your eyes, feast on it rather than think, oh, goodness me, so much to read here. Boring, boring, Alex, thank you very much. So that's how it was conceptualized. And I was just given carte blanche to run with that. And it, it really, really worked, I think. Oh, yeah, it, yes, 100%. It totally did. Um, on that note, actually, I love that you mentioned about the covers. I know this is going to be like picking your favorite child and it's going to be really hard. But what are some of your favorite covers or some that just stick out to you that you're just like you instantly like flash back to them? Right. So, Shan, do you realize that there's over 250 covers of Scratch? Yeah, there's over 250. And the reason for that, just just to, to, to let you know, is that there's 239 issues of Scratch. But um, every May on its birthday issue is just a little special. It has a double cover. So say, for example, the year that Marion Newman went on, put, put a picture on the cover, she gave me two covers so that half the run was done with one cover and half with the other cover, and you didn't know which one was coming through the post. So that means there's 13 covers every year of Scratch, not 12. Um, so I've the thing, the thing about the covers, the covers have been really, really special. At the very beginning, it was really hard to get covers because nail techs weren't shooting their work. They weren't getting they weren't getting together photographers and makeup artists and hairstylists coming together and shooting their work. So I depended on the brands. And fortunately for me, um, so the launch cover is one of my all time favorites made 2003. She's called Lulu and she's CND and she's the black and white cover where you can just see the bottom of her face. And she's got this massive hat on. And it's all, always been one of my favorites. Um and so, and it was black and white, very sexy, very sexy indeed. Um, so I love that one. And weirdly enough, that was my entry. My exit issue is August 2021, or when I stepped sideways, not, not complete exit, but stepped sideways away from scratch. That's also in black and white. How weird is that? Don't know how that happened, actually. But also very iconic. It's got Ryan Lange on it, and he looks absolutely amazing. Um, he looks absolutely amazing in it. On it, and so my two, two, my entry and exit were both black and white and very memorable. But in between, every cover has a story. Every cover's had a journey. It's had a nail tech or a brand behind it. It's had some kind of connection, and something special has occurred. And like one of the things, though, I will just highlight is like my daughter is on April two thousand and four, and she's four years old now. My daughter's twenty five. She was um. She was on the first Nails Plus calendar as a six-month baby, and then she was on the cover of Scratch 2004 as a four-year-old. She's been on the cover as a as an 18-year-old on Scratch Middle East magazine, and and she's currently the 2023 uh, model for Nailimpia. Who she's she's that model that's all over Nailimpia website at the moment. So I, I've been really lucky that I've had a daughter. That looks really good behind the camera. So she's been quite useful to me over the years. But yeah, anyway, I digress once more. Um, I don't have 
favorite covers. I have a journey of covers and journey of people behind them. And some of them I've shot, some of them I've been part of that journey. Some have been given, some have been sent. I mean, everything's a journey that's been enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good answer. And that's so nice as well to have, like, your daughter is such a huge part of something that you've created as well. That's so, so nice. Um, So was it always a dream of yours to work for yourself? Uh, we find that a lot of people that listen to the podcast are obviously nail techs that are branching out on their own, want, either want to take that step for working for themselves. So was it always a dream of, for, for you to work for yourself or did that just kind of organically happen for you? Yeah, um, truth be known, it never crossed my mind in the early days. All I wanted to do was be a writer. Um, I wanted to always be wanted as a writer, always writing. And so um, before the nail story began, um, you know, I had to find my feet as a journalist and a writer for a long time. Then when I ended up at Amateur Photographer magazine, and I guess then I was 20, yeah, 25, 26 years old. Yes, I was actually a terrible writer. That is the truth. I mean, let's not sit here and go on about Alex being a writer and not admit that I was absolutely terrible. Um, and, uh, and I say that because like I say, I, I left school with just, um, four O levels back then got kicked out of my A levels because it was a bit naughty. We won't go into that. Um, <laughs> but got kicked out. And so my journey, academic journey was, was cut short by my own idiocy. Um, but it meant that I had like, big holes in my learning. So my lucky thing that happened to me was when I was on Panorama, that first, writing job I had an editor called Eileen Martin who I think went to work for the Sunday Times eventually she was an amazing start to my journey and really really helped me hone in on the on every aspect from the inter the research the interview the delivery on paper the then editing it and then the publishing um now by the time I think she, she, bless her heart, she had to write her own stuff. She wrote half the magazine. I wrote the other half. She must have had to rewrite all my work. But anywho, by the time I got to Amateur Photographer magazine, I had a really strict editor who really, really made me work hard to hone down and get myself not to be a waffler and a throw. I, I used to, you know, write like I talk, too much waffle in between. Um, so anyway, it never crossed my mind that working working for myself was even an option I wasn't good enough to work for other people so I didn't think I was ever going to stand alone no um so um so what happened was it was it's been a purely organic experience because I didn't see I didn't ever see in my future, a time when somebody would say to me, will you start a magazine with me, Alex? I want you and your skills. And, you know, I didn't really see myself as a skilled person. I don't really see that now either. Um, I just see myself as doing stuff I love and and it seems to be good enough for people. So that's, so no, I, I, I've ended up in a situation where working from home, I've been working from home since 2007. And it has meant I have been able to be in my nest um, and my children have always had to have um, either um, a nanny or um, daycare, what have you, so that I could do my job. But it did mean I was at home and I didn't have to sit in traffic and all those things. So I got more time with them. Um, I was doing what I loved. I've always been able, I'm a complete self-motivator. 
So I don't have any issues with um, if someone's in the next room and they've got a TV on or they're screaming and playing with Lego bricks or there's a dog running around. I have no issues. I don't want to put a radio on. I never have. I just get my head down and work all day long. So I'm very self-motivated and I also want to achieve a certain amount a day. So very good at all of that. And I'm also really good. I was very good at going back to work after the kids went to bed. You know, that kind of thing when they were little and they actually had bedtimes. Now they don't. It's really irritating. Instead, they have, fr- <laughs> they have friends coming around and they drink vodka. It's really annoying. But there we go. Um, so so, uh, so I, I, I can now see what, what I love about the nail industry. It's probably a better story when I put it in context of nail techs. What I love about nail techs is they can choose. There's so much choice out there. You can go and work um, in, inside a hair salon and have that lovely chair, renting chair business. You can go and work in a nail salon, go and work as part of a beauty business. You can work in your back garden, you can work in your back room, you can work um, anyhow from home. You have, uh, you can work mobile, I mean, you can go and work as a session. There's so many different options. Um, that means that nail techs can carve a life and a business and a career around family. And I think that is so important because I didn't get to enjoy my young ones as much as I could and should have. Um, but I didn't necessarily miss out because I am someone that gave my weekends to my children every single weekend. And I was very hands-on and very, let's go out and do this. and Let's go to the zoo, but <laughs> not the same zoo, not the zoo we had on the doorstep, lol. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm living abroad. It was very, I had this thing called Pool Friday because in the Middle East, you, um, you the weekend is Friday and Saturday. And so Pool Friday was a case of getting together with all the other women like myself I had this close-knit group of friends and all our children were young and Pool Friday was just all day by the pool with our kids bringing them up together it's very very special time um again I digress sorry I have so much rubbish comes out of my mouth it's good <laughs> me podcast guests who want to like talk do you know what I mean so this is oh, okay good. <laughs> people don't want to tune into five ten minutes they want a good juicy podcast to get into so this is okay good. cool <laughs> But no, I love that. And how lovely for them to have that opportunity as well. And all those lovely memories of you all being together. So if there is anybody listening who wants to start working for themselves and take that leap and branching out, what advice could you pass forward to them? Okay, so I do have, I do have, I think probably the nugget, the thing in my life that has been so powerful that this this is relatable to anyone, I believe, is you must, I believe, build a strong network around you. That network can be family, can be friends, can be industry colleagues. It doesn't matter how you build it. But for me, um, my I have been extremely lucky from a very young age. I've, I've attracted people. Um, and so I've had beautiful friendships um, from a very young age. And and throughout my life, I've formed amazing friendships. And I find that when you're, whatever your career business, whatever your life is, we have dark days. And dark days can get darker if you're alone, if you're isolated, if you don't have someone you feel you can turn to. So I do think that for the good, the bad, the positives and the negatives, 
you must have somebody or or a circle would be amazing a circle of friendship um or family you can call upon when those days start to get dark to stop them getting too dark and spiraling into a place where you can't make sense of what's around you and you can't make good decisions anymore you need to step out step away and share and and i've been very 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 lucky that's how i managed to live abroad for 10 years is because the friendships i carved out in doha in qatar where i lived um were just unbelievable i mean unbelievable friendships where um you know you call someone any, t- any time of day or night you come round you're drunk and you're crying and you're stupid and they don't mind they still love you or you're you know all the scenarios that we've all experienced um so i do think i do think don't think that you're an island that sorry that's probably simply no one is an island we do need um we do need help with our thoughts and our ideas and our conceptualizing because you can't just think you've got it right you have to have outside help mm-hmm. so i say that's really important um i also would say don't even entertain doing anything if you don't believe in it if mm-hmm. it's just something because someone said to you well, look you're a really great nail tech you really should be running your own business don't do it if you don't feel it because because when those days come and anyone who's run a project or anything inside of any industry um will know that the bad days come and when they roll into town you have to be ready for them with something inside that you can pull out that says no i love this project this is why i'm here my intuition and all my special radars they're all flashing and saying stay 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 and i don't know why they're telling me to stay but i'm going to stay because innately i know i should mm-hmm. you don't have that if you don't believe in your project because if you don't believe in it you will walk away and you will feel you don't want to feel the feelings you feel from walking away unless it was absolutely the right thing to walk away but believe in your project give it love give it your presence and give it your imagination give it all those things invest the innateness of yourself and give it give it everything you have inside so that your project wears the essence of you then you're going to be fine thank you so much that was so powerful and you reminded me of something that you said at the beginning of this that i was going to mention to you at the end when you said that like nails was home like when you and scott first started and yeah. you like it has to be nails because it feels like home and i was like it's so true and it kind of reflects to what you've just said then like when it's a passion it doesn't matter what kind of happens because you just you just can't stop thinking about it it's like an it's like a really positive obsession you're like no i have to do it like i i need this in my life this is like fueling me up and like massively filling up my cup so that was amazing rewind that bit guys please I'll rewind and play that bit again <laughs> so like I said you're a true inspiration to me and so many others you're literally superwoman a mother an entrepreneur and so much more and it's not just scratch magazine that you've created for our industry but you are also editor at large of glossarylive.com you are the global director of nailimpia and run the nail safari alongside marion newman and jenny nippard so please tell us about each of these as well 
Okay, so Nay Olympia is, uh, we, we call Nay Olympia the sister to Scratch because it's, it's a beautiful synergy, a beautiful sisterhood between those two projects um, because Nay Olympia started just when Scratch was a year old. Um, so that came about because during my Nails Plus days, I had been uh, writing about anything that was going on in the nail world, obviously, and I'd come across this wonderful thing called the Nail Olympics, which was being run in Las Vegas by and had been devised and created by three brands, which were IBD, Too Much Fun and Easy Flow at the time, because they those three brands were very keen to bring a non-biased, product-biased competition to the into the industry because there seemed to be an awful lot of product-led ones and there wasn't this lovely non-biased space to be in so these three heads or these three brands got together created this amazing competition called the nail olympics and i just thought it was so exciting and i just wanted to be part of it so i asked if i could go over and work behind the scenes so in 2000 mm, yes 2004 I went to Las Vegas and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I mean, that was when I met Jay Harvey in Australian nail tech. It's when I met Annika van der Sar. So my relationships with those people go way back to, to this one. I mean, it's just two I can cite at this moment in time. It was Karen Strom was there. Trang was there. Oh, it's all going on. Um, and um, so I just loved it. And I said, whoa, this would be amazing. Can I do a London leg? And they said, yes. And it was like, whoa. Ooh, great let's do a London leg and um and so I did in May 2005 it was the Nail Olympics London and oh, it was amazing because if you go back oh Jesus you know I had legends on it at the time this was our landscape and now these people are legends in our nail industry we had Tom Bachik on the floor we had David Fowler we had Steffi Loray we had Alicia Romando Tom Holcomb it was just, it was an ocean of amazing nail techs. They were, it just, it was, it was a who's who of nails all over my floor. It was like, wow. Um, and I couldn't believe it because, you know, I wasn't expecting such a take up because it was the first Olympia Beauty. It was the first Nail Olympics in London. And my goodness, people just decided, yes, let's go. I mean, wow. I don't know what that was about, but I'm very pleased it happened. Um, so that was very exciting and it became annual, as you're aware. Um, and so uh, then just to just to inform that in 2012, when the Olympics came to London, we got a note from the Olympic Committee saying, you can't be called the Nail Olympics. No one's supposed to use that name outside of the Olympics. And we were like, "Woo, crikey. So it became Nail Olympia. That's why it had a name change because we weren't aware we were doing anything naughty. So, um, so yeah, that's why it had a name change. It's become Nail Olympia, but it is the same thing, the same event. Um, and so it just uh, because of COVID, it's been on the, it will have the 17th arena competition this year but it would have been its 19th arena. So it's 19 years, because next year will be 20 years, but it's 19 years of Nail Olympia because we had the two online during COVID, but it'll only be the, it'll be the 17th actual live one this year. So that's how the kind of stats work, if you like. And it's moving, it's, it's moved. So 
Olympia Beauty's uh, gone to be a sister to Salon International. And so Nail Olympia is going to be run from Excel in London on the 15th and 16th of October this year. So it's oh, moving God. house. It's all going on. <laughs> all exciting. That's amazing. Yeah, so that's that. So the Nail Olympia journey is very, very dear to me, um, and is absolutely part of my um, part of my makeup. And it and it means that I get I I, I now have people like Steffi Loray is now running Nail Olympia Germany, and yet she was on the competition floor twenty years ago, champion nail tech. You know all of that journey. It's it's lovely to see things like that that evolve and just organically explode across the, the world industry. So that's that one. Um, and long may, long may Nailimpia exist because it's a, it's a beautiful way for nail professionals to explore their creativity um, and boost their business, up their skills, meet new people, network. I can't even tell you. I could do a whole podcast on why you should compete and come and be part of the process. Not necessarily Nail Olympia. Compete anywhere with anything, with anybody. I just celebrate Nail Tech's networking and coming out from behind the desk, exploring who they are creatively and meeting like-minded people. Can't tell you how powerful that is. And then, um, so so after... Many, 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 many years of, for example, writing a feature on liquid and powder and acrylic um, and writing about UV gel systems and writing about gel polish and airbrushing and all the aspects, um, which I could do, you know, forever. But but in um, 2021, a good friend of mine, Alicia Romando, who has been judging Nail Olympia for years, she competed, she judged. I've known her for years and years and years and years. Um, she was, she wanted to start this, she was starting this amazing new platform called glossarylive.com and she needed an editor. She needed somebody that could take that role inside of everything that happens in there. It obviously needs web copy and all sorts of elements that um, someone who likes to write. She needed someone that likes to write and likes nails. So she asked me to join her, help her on the journey. And so that was how I ended up moving sideways to glossarylive.com in August 2021. Um, and it's and it's been quite a journey because I've I've learned, gosh, I've had to learn so many new skills. Inside of nails, I now um interview people, um interview people with live interviews and what have you that was never part of my remit. Um so I had to just um bring new ways of communicating to the table and move into this idea that you can go to a place on on the internet and you can find out about any part of the nail industry you want to know. Do you want to know about um, who that person is and their journey? Where did they come from? What was important to them? How did they carve and refine their career? So we do interviews about people's personal lives and how they've intertwined with their career. We do interviews purely professional and about their journey. We do interviews on how people, uh, business ideas, how have they become successful? What nuggets can they share? We do quick nail art, inspiring quick nail art. We do more intense, advanced nail art. We do masterclasses. Do you want to know how to make a Russian almond? Well, 
we can show you how. Well, actually, Daphne Fernandez can show you how because she's great at it and we've got a show by her. Or Ioana Fluteur from Romania will show you how to do a French with a twist. That kind of stuff. Yeah. So we've got all that going on. And then we have the Back to Basics show, which Alicia does herself, which takes you right back to all the fundamentals and rudimentary things you need to learn in your journey as a nail tech. So it pretty much covers everything inside of having fun giveaways, contests. Uh, we have workbooks for many of the shows where that can be downloaded. So you've got something tangible to take away to make your own glossarylive.com manual of groovy techniques. Um, so, yeah, it's got loads of elements to it. And it's a nice, fun, uh, if you love nails, you pretty much love glossarylive.com because it's got it all going on. It's got it all going on from the right people. Love that as well. It's so good. And I love that you're, you know, everything you've done, everything you've done your whole career, again, going back to what you were saying about having people around you. And it was something that I spoke to somebody else about um, not too long ago. They said, Shan, I really want to, you know, branch out and I, I believe in this nail thing. And But my friends and my family aren't supportive. And I said, I sympathize with you and I'm literally sending you the biggest hug, but put yourself out there and you will be with people who will support you. And like that, you know, glossarylive.com, there's no, no one's holding anything close to their uh, their chest. These people are willing to share their knowledge with you and their tips and their tricks. And then now Olympia, you can, you know, mingle with all these incredible people. And then with Scratch Magazine, it's full of all these articles that can educate you and inspire you. And, you know, you've created a space for people to find communities if they don't feel like they can access them close by. Do you know what I mean? I think that's amazing. Yes, well, I like that. Thank you, Shan. I didn't think <laughs> about that. I am the creator of communities. I you, love it. Thank you. Yeah, no, I think it's, you know, everything you've said, it's lovely because, you know, obviously I've, you know, followed your journey for a while and then in the lead up to this, I was like having like a deeper snoop into, you know, everything Alex Fox. Um, and I was like, this is amazing because everything you do, you're you're helping people to put themselves into communities that can help them build and grow. So I love that that was your biggest advice. And then if people feel like they've not got that, here you are, guys. You've got Scratch Magazine, you've got Nail Olympia, you've got GlossaryLive.com. And now I've totally interrupted you. Please continue to tell us about Nail Safari as well. <laughs> oh, Nail Safari. So that's just like this darling little, this darling, darling, darling project. It's a five-day project annually um, that is just such a delight and such a pleasure. I do it with Marion Newman, who's my darling, darling Marion Newman, who's been my mentor um, through most of my nail career because everyone needs a mentor, Shan. And um, I've I've had, well, I've had quite a few actually. Samuel Sweet's been a mentor, Samantha Sweet, Gigi Rouse. I mean, Jackie Jefford back in the day. I mean, so many people have helped me and I know I'm digressing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But um, you don't you don't get to enjoy an industry on the level that I have if you haven't been mentored and um, given real love and support along the way. And by the way, you know, when I came into the nail industry, because we haven't actually mentioned this, I knew nothing about nails. I didn't e I, I, I didn't even polish my own nails. I didn't know anything about nails. So everything that I I'm now, I think, a little bit of an expert on nails, to be fair, can't do them. And I have trained, by the way. I did train many moons ago. I took a, a liquid and powder course and thought, oh, that's not for me. But now I do know 
how skilled it is. I did it deliberately. When I went into photography, I went and did a city and guilds in photography and learned about how to take great pictures. So I can take a decent photo. Um, uh, I did the same with nails because I felt you can only really get inside something if you've tried it and you know. And I knew that, number one, I'll never be a nail tech. And number two, Jesus, nail techs are really, really skilled. So it gave me that huge love and respect for nail techs very early on. So just wanted to punctuate that because I think that's important to know. I celebrate the nail tech because I understand the nail tech and I believe in the nail tech wholeheartedly. Um, so anywho, um, yeah, so nail safari came about on my 50th birthday uh, we had uh i had this amazing party in like a 13th century church in the center of cambridge that actually does uh hire itself out so we were dancing in front of a stained glass window it was really groovy it was amazing um they didn't mind loud music alcohol and um and people it was all good anyhow hazel dixon came Kay dodd came marion newman came jenny nippard came Hazel's sister Wendy came. Um, so I had my little had a, oh Alicia Romando, crikey, she came from abroad. She mm. came, she came over from she's in Texas. She and her her husband to be came. So it was a little nail contingent there. Anywho, they got talking about, isn't it um incredible that uh all the fun things happen in America. You've got the nail camps and you've got the nail cruises and blimey, what have we got? What have we got that's a little bit different? Ooh, not sure we've got much at all, but we could, you know, get a long boat, a canal boat and go on the Norfolk Broads. Then we realised you'd probably get three or three to five nail ticks on there and it really wasn't a groovy idea to put us all on a, on a canal boat, but we had a laugh about it. And then it was like, actually, hang on a minute, I've got a zoo at home um just outside cambridge my you know my, my family uh we didn't uh buy a zoo we made a zoo it totally happened by accident starting in 1980 or was it 83 but anywho bought the land in 1978 long story another day i'm sure but anywho got this family zoo called shepherd wildlife park and um and in the winter time Obviously, there's barely any any public walking around. And there's a couple of days of the week it's closed to keep costs down because running a zoo costs a fortune due to lighting, vet bills, special diets, special heating, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and all the zookeepers. But um, so we thought seriously about this, thought maybe we should do an event on there. And my brothers and sisters that run the zoo were like, yeah, this would be great, Al. And my sister Bex, by the way, had worked with me on Nails Plus and early days of Scratch years ago. She did a column called Nails According to Bex, which was taken from the TV show, which was like there was a TV show called According to Bex, I think. So I just thought Nails According to Bex, sweet. So anyway, my sister had worked with me. Uh, she, she's now zoo director. She's taken the family business. But anywho, uh, we all thought this was a great idea. And so in November 2019, we run the first nail safari. It was amazing. We bring in educators uh, across the five days. And that can be um, either two in a day doing two, three-hour sessions or someone like Mino Vo, for example, comes in for a six-hour session because he's going to take you from beginning to end on creating an extreme nail, which you cannot do in three hours. <laughs> so um, so basically, it's jam-packed with education, exciting people from the industry that bring their flavor to it. Uh, we do, we're all about confidence building. We're all about celebrating um, the fact we're all there together. We're all very upbeat and excited. 
Um, so much bonding, so much love, so many friendships. Friendships for life are made at Nail Safari. You've also got it, you know, wrapped up inside a zoo. So you can go out in the breaks, get some fresh air, feel, you know, the energy that's created on a zoo in, with lovely wildlife. Um, and we just have some little bits and bobs in there that I won't go into because they're secrets. <laughs> they're secrets. But I do know that Chan, Shan, you're going to be there this November 2023, get delivering a class for us. So um, that's a little secret I've just let out because we haven't told the world yet. But by the time this comes out, I'm sure we will have. But basically, you can learn everything um, from advanced to um, more simple techniques. But basically, you will learn something. There are many things that you'll leave Nail Safari with new skills, new friends, mm. a new vibe and a newfound confidence. And I've I imagine that if you were to talk to any of the previous uh, nail rangers, as we call them, the attendees are called nail rangers. Um, it's the idea that they left feeling more wholesome, complete as a human, more um, more in love with themselves. I think that's probably what nail safari brings is more in love with yourself than when you arrived. And absolutely, like, ready to get back behind that nail desk. I mean, it's just a joy. It's a joy. Oh, my gosh. It sounds amazing. I'm so excited to be there. Absolute honour. When you reached out to me, I was like, yes, yes, just yes, yes to everything. Um, So I'm so excited. And I love what you've said there about it all as well. So just, yeah, all these incredible things that you've done. It's just so inspiring and Again, like even hearing you say that, you know, that people feel, you know, better in themselves when they leave. Like that's so magical that you've created spaces like that for people. You know, I say it all the time. I think nail techs at the core, we're we're people people. We love being around people and, you know, vibing off people's energies. Or you can literally make someone feel a million times better than they did when they walked through your door and sat in your chair. And, you know, it's just it's just amazing being around so many like-minded people. So, so good to hear all about it. So how, if, okay, my first one, getting all excited now, I've got too many questions. So, <laughs> Garden Nail Olympia, if anybody wanted to enter, what advice would you pass forward to somebody who's just listened to that and gone, do you know what, yeah, maybe Alex is right, maybe I should just put myself out there. What advice would you give to them? Um, you need to, well, I think it would be a really good idea to get a mentor, find somebody out there in preferably, I'd say preferably in your own country, because that would be easier to access. Um, and then you don't have the language barrier. So for example, for me, if I was thinking about art, and I wanted to, and I was in the UK, I would absolutely be knocking hazel dixon's door down and i would not i would not go away with a no um i mean she would be my she would be my go-to because she's traveled the world with nail Olympia. she's won the big trophies she is her attention to detail is out of this world so i mean i couldn't celebrate hazel enough on a level of her skill level her creativity and she's also one of these inspiring people that she's she she just, she just makes, she, she's a creator. She's an innovator. Um, so I would say go and get yourself a mentor. And if you're, if you're struggling to find a mentor, come to me and I'll find you a mentor. I'll, I'll put forward names of people that I think would be good for mentoring for the specific areas you want. So anyone could ever come to me and say, Alex, I want this. I want that. Um, I, I think I've got good ideas and I'm happy to share them on that level. 
Um, you must read the rules. Rule, rule reading is so, so, so important because every nail competition is different. And whether you're going to nail pro, um, nail Olympian, um, whether you're going to do pro beauty, it doesn't matter what type, style, which country, whatever. Every single competition is different just because it's called salon nails. We didn't all just go down. We didn't Google and say, ooh, salon nails, give me, give me a nail competition. We've all crafted our nail competitions differently, but some of them have the same names because we're kind of limited. If it's a gel polish manicure, it's a gel polish manicure. You've got you've to give it the name. It has to do what it says on the tin kind of thing. But my gel polish manicure could be very, very different to the one that's in France. So please, please read the rules because we really do require different things. And some competitions require you to tie your hair back. Now, you don't want to end up being in trouble because you didn't tie your hair back or label that product, etc. Plus at Nailimpia, for example, we, we, we go for individuality. So we like, you know, the T-shirts and, you know, be your funky self. Because um, we want you to express yourself and you can only do that if you're being yourself. But we, for example, need you to label every single product. So if you've got, if you've decanted acetone into a plastic pot, you can put a label on it and write the word acetone. And that's good enough for us. But if it's got nothing on it, we're taking it off your table for the, the duration of the competition. Mm -hmm. So we're quite flexible, actually. Um, we, just, we just need it to be labelled. We need to know what you've put inside it. And, of course, we will pick it up and smell it. All that malarkey, that's what floor judges are for. Not for smelling, they're for touching, smelling, and, and getting inside and checking that you haven't been naughty. So they're looking for tailored nail forms and tailored tips and stuff like that. So floor judge is really important. Um, so I would, I mean, I, I would say if you're thinking about competing, number one, feel free to contact me. If you've got, if you're going to be going down the Nail Olympia journey, I'm completely available and you can message me on Instagram, Facebook, on my email. I am accessible every which way. Very, very accessible. No problem at all. And I'm happy. My job is to answer your questions and to inspire you. Um, so I would say, Remember the important thing that every single person that's ever been in the arena had to take that leap once. It's everybody's first time once. And so don't look at people like Hazel Dixon and think, well, I can't be Hazel Dixon because Hazel Dixon didn't think she could be Hazel Dixon once. She really didn't. She had no idea that she was going to walk away with all those trophies. What she did know was that she had the fire inside her to give it a go. And she won, you know, she gave it the best shot and she was, she, she got the trophies. So I would say, feel the fear and do it anyway. Like a really good book that I once read. Yes, love that one. That's a good one. Um, And with Nail Safari as well, I, obviously I'm not sure how much we can say just yet, but just like a rough outline of how do people sign up or get involved if they want to? I don't know if like the dates and stuff are released yet. Yep. No, no, the dates are 13th to the 17th of November, 2023 this year. So they're, they are set in stone for this year. It is £850 for five days of education. And that comes with uh, lunch and refreshments included. Um, and for the five day, five days, it comes with another special thing that I don't talk about. It just comes with something else. Um, and so it, you to secure your place, of which we do have places available, it's £200 deposit. And it's really simple. You just write to myself or Jenny Nippard or Marianne Newman, depending on which one of us you can access more easily or you know. You know, if you know Mariano, then 
pop her a message and she'll say, Alex, can you take this up for me? So you can get all three of us on Instagram um, and Facebook. And then we take it from there. We have an e- we'll ask for your email address. We'll talk you through what, what the crack is and what's going on. And then we'll send you an email with details to pop your um, deposit in and secure your position. And then you can pay monthly installments up until October. Amazing. Thank you so much. Now, I want to know about your nails. What are oh. your favourite looks to wear yourself? OK, well, if if I could manage it, I would walk around in stilettos. Um, I, I walk around in stilettos. That's funny. I mean, on my fingers. <laughs> um, because I'm obsessed with extreme nails and I've always been obsessed with the stiletto. But I can't wear my own nails um, even half an inch over my um, the end of my finger. I'm a short nail woman and it's really, really sad because I want to be a long nail person, but I can't make it happen. So I'm a short nail person who absolutely loves nail art. I've loved nail art since the day I arrived in the industry, even when it wasn't popular. I've always loved it. Um, But I'm also really easy. So I don't mind um, having anything at all. So when I um, sit with my nail tech or nail techs over the years, um, I just say, do what you want to do. And I say, this is the color I'm feeling. So this is my mood swing. Today I'm feeling coral or this week I'm feeling pink. So I give my palette because it's how I feel. And then I say, do whatever you like. Um, And recently I did play nail roulette with the cards. So um, I loved that because I got lilac, polka dots. um, Oh, what was the third thing? Gosh, on a stick, I can't remember. Um, but anyway, I know I got lilac and I got dots and I can't remember the third thing because I'm looking at it thinking, well, it's lilac and dots, Alex. Yes. Uh, I can't remember what the third thing was, but I'm really easy. Um, but I'm just really personally crazy about dark. So I love dark berries, dark browns, dark blues. And I do like to wear black from time to time. If I'm going to go solid, I do like a good black sometimes. Nice. So if you had to wear one colour for the rest of your life, it's not going to chip, it's not going to grow out, we're breaking all the rules, um, we're putting a magical polish on you, um, what colour would it be and why? Actually, it'll be navy blue. Mm. It would be navy blue and I particularly like Russian navy by OPI, that one, that that kind of navy. It's really, really, really nice. Um, blue, many moons ago when I was 18, I was a model, you know, I was called up in a class um, and said, can you sit here? We need to use you. And it was a stylist who was, you know, talking about colours. So she did my colours. That was very handy, like free consultation. And I found out that blue is my colour. Uh, and that's what I'm supposed to wear. And so and it does seem to work. Any blue on my fingers from duck egg, baby blue, right through to navy. So I'm a na- I'm a, I'm a blue girl. And that would be, I'd probably stick with the navy because I like the dark against, I'm a very white person. So I do need the dark, darkness of the, to, to make to make it pop, you know. Nice, nice. Um, what advice could you pass forward to anybody listening who maybe is struggling to build their own brand or struggling with motivation at the moment and like doubting themselves? Is there a piece of advice or a book or something that you've, read or someone said to you in the past that you could pass forward okay so I um I needed a lot of support I've needed a lot of support in my life um because I do have a tendency well not a tendency I've suffered with depression um quite extensively as a teenager and in my 20s and going into my 30s um and I find that for me my 
I think that's probably why I've enjoyed my career so much because I've used my career to um, put my mind into something. It's been where I where I go to hide. Um, it's my go-to to hide. And so inside of that, I've used a lot of tools. Um, and really for me is reading. And I think the most the most powerful thing, especially when I went to live abroad and thought, crikey, am I just making the biggest mistake of my life? Am I going to isolate myself? What on earth is my future going to hold? But I, the, the, the draw, the, the calling to leave the country and go and live abroad was so huge it couldn't be ignored. But it was terrifying at the same point. So I was lucky enough that my brother gave me a Paolo Coelho book. Um, as I got on the plane and said, look, read this, Al. He gave me The Alchemist. Um, and I read The Alchemist and thought, hmm, quite like that. But I don't know why it's so incredibly popular I, uh, because it touched notes, but not all of them. So, But I need to read more. So then I went and read 13 of his books and found The Pilgrimage was the one. So I would say Paolo Coelho is amazing and he's done an awful lot for me and my soul and my journey and the pilgrimage being my most favorite favorite um another place that i've gone that has been very powerful is the conversations with god series it's three books by neil donald walsh he is an absolute diamond um inspiration for me and those books i will read again and again and again because they give me the grounding and they make me realize or they gave me help realizing why I'm here. They gave me my purpose. They gave me, started helping me love myself. I did marry it at the time by getting an empowerment coach in Doha because I needed that extra help and support. And I got an amazing uh, coach called Janine Bailey, who's with um, Empowered People. So I've had that help. I do think I, I do love um, a really good empowerment coach is a great journey. I've had counsellors in the past and counsellors make me cry because they take you to a bad place that you've been before and they, they make you swim in it. And I don't really understand why I'd want to swim in pain. Whereas empowerment coaches don't ask you where you've been. They just ask you how you're feeling and they start building you into a new space. You don't have to dwell where you've been. That's painful. You can, um, you just start looking at how you're feeling now and your responses to things and then start looking at how you can be a better person, how you can get better every day. So that has been really powerful for me. Um, I do have a proper, proper favorite book that I think everybody should read. It's called The Book of Joy and it's the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu. And when you see those two people who are juxtaposed in their religious and lifestyle views, be such close friends and have the same ideologies and come together in this book that is just pure happiness and wonderful friendship. I would say, please read the book of joy with the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu. That one just made me happy, 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 very, very happy. But mainly I have um, for my own pathway, I started with a small introduction to Buddhism and then just couldn't stop. I just went down the Buddhist rabbit hole and I read so much Buddhism and I'm properly in love with that as a lifestyle ideology. Um, so I would recommend that for anybody that feels they may just want to explore something different and a different way of looking at life and looking at people and looking at our roles together 
and individually and where maybe, you know, I think we come from the same place. We just come down here to do different things and do them together and do them alone and do them in different ways. So I love books and I love books that teach me how to be a better Alex. That's that's kind of where I'm coming from. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and being so open. I'm really grateful. Um, and I love reading as well. So I'm definitely going to jot some of those down because there's loads of those that I've not read. I read The Alchemist as well. And it, like you, I thought, oh, it's good. OK, that's the one. That's the cover. OK, good. <laughs> um, and I was like, it's good. But I was like, I'm not really getting the the feels that I wanted to feel. So maybe I need to. Um, did you say it was the pilgrimage? Pilgrimage. It's really, it's, and it's a real pilgrimage. It's between Spain and France. It's a proper pilgrimage you can actually take. Oh, yeah. Get the book, read the book, feel the vibe. It's amazing. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. So, who are your inspirations? Who inspires you? It doesn't have to be necessarily anyone in the nail world, but it can be. But who are some of your biggest inspirations? It's such it's such a hard one to say that because uh, I I uh, because I live in the understanding that at ten years old I was one Alex at twenty I was a different at thirty a different now I'm fifty four I'm a completely different Alex the Alex of twenty years ago I'm not sure she exists even inside me anymore um, so so along that journey I have met people that have been just right at that moment or for a 10-year period or a seven-year period or just three and a half months. I've met people that have just completely, uh, I've just, I found them enrapturing and they've been a very big part of my life. Um, And so, and I guess I would class that as friends, as in your family are the people that bring you into the world. And I'm very blessed to be one of seven siblings, crikey, believe it or not, um, the oldest of seven. And we're all close. So that's the alpha lovely thing here is that we all get along and we're all very, very different. But we are a little bit of a love fest, which is, which is you know, fantastic. So I've got that, that loveliness inside my own family. Um which is just wonderful. But then I've got this whole, this family I found along uh, throughout my life where I've just found amazing people. Um, And I found them in all my jobs, all the different places I've worked. I found people that have just, just made me light up and, and made me feel special and made me feel just alive. Um, And it still happens to me. I still meet people that I think, crikey, meeting you has just ignited something in me. I'm very open to meeting humans. I'm very open to sharing journeys, to sharing love, to hugging, to, to, to just being part of someone's life, however small or large it is. And so I'm inspired all the time by people, whether I'm at a party or I'm at a professional beauty show or I'm at Olympia, Germany, and I walk in and meet a new judge for the first time. I mean, a great example would be meeting Zrinka Vuksan. She's Croatian and lives in Canada. She's a great example of what I'm talking about. I'd, I'd been emailing her and we had a relationship over email for a long time because she's an expert nail nailist and what have you. And there she was sitting in Olympia, Germany as a judge. And I got to meet her and straight away I was like, wow, this is amazing connection. Um, and we shared four days of just, of just divinity. And then Oana Fluteur from Romania was there also. And both our flights, we had, we had to kill like eight hours, both of us and everyone else had left. So we walked around Dusseldorf 
for six hours together and it was just magnificent just hearing about her life and sharing my life and I just thought does this journey ever stop it it truly doesn't you have you have to be open and want to I, I think I don't have to sorry I just know that for me because I'm open and I love I love other people's stories and I love feeling other people's energy and I want to share it and and give mine and take theirs if you like <laughs> I mean I there's this there's something everywhere to be inspired by but you know on the level of industry I think Marion has been Marion Newman has been a thread a really amazing thread for me I mean she clearly loves me very much um I think I can say that quite openly um I love her dearly and and don't get me wrong it hasn't been a love fest forever I mean in the early days it, she would tell me Alex why did you write that that's a load of shit and it'd be like you got that wrong you didn't do your research Alex you know she was quite tough on me she was quite tough on me because she's she's real she's a real human um and she would she would guide me um and she'd uh, chastise me and she'd build me and she's just been an, an immense uh treasure and my journey Gigi Rouse has been very very similar as well so I've I don't know I I just there's so many people it would be a crazy crazy hairy list um working with Stephanie Loray on Olympia Germany gives me so much pleasure and oh that woman is amazing. she calls me sister I mean she doesn't call me Alex she calls me sister I love it Daphne Fernandez in Mexico what a woman. And, and I get to share. When I do these things, I get to share their families. I go over. I'm with Daphne's husband and daughter. And okay, everywhere I go, lovely. When I went to stay in Texas, I, I lived with Alicia for two weeks and her family. And it's just, it's just a wonderful life if you let it be. If you let it be, it can be a wonderful life. Oh, that is so nice. So, so lovely. So many good gems in this, guys. Um, So if you could go back and tell young Alex one thing, I know you just said that, and I love that you said that, that you're at like different people at different stages. I think that's really, really interesting and so, so true. And you need to be that person, I guess, to like get to where your next step is. But if you could go back and tell her one thing, your younger self, what would you say to her? Probably just because of my own experience, I'd tell her, don't be scared. One day you will shine. Love that. That's so good. I'm going to have so much trouble naming this podcast because there's so many good like quotes in this. This is so good. Um, so what are your goals for the future? Whoa, goals for the future. I'm just super happy with the trajectory I'm on. I am, I get to enjoy um working alongside the scratch team even though I'm not involved in the day-to-day -day, because the scratch team owns Nailimpia so I get to enjoy that beautiful team I get to enjoy the glossary live team which is spread across four countries um which is absolutely amazing we, we we're in Colombia Mexico USA and UK we're an incredible team of of people um I get to nail safari I remember leaving Nail Safari last year at the end of the five days and thinking I didn't know if I could be any more complete. I didn't know if I could have any more love energy because it was overspilling because I just, it was one of the hardest working weeks of my life, but gave back the most joy. 
Um, I get the same from Nail Olympias. I get so much joy um, mm-hmm. because it just fills up the love cup, the soul cup. There's giving, sharing. Oh, it's wonderful. So, I mean, I just want to keep, be, I just want to stay in the nail industry. I want the nail industry to help, to, to, to want me to be around. And I hope I can keep reinventing a space that, that, that I still have a role. So that's where I want to stay. This is where I want to stay. Nails is nails is my home. The nail industry is full of people I want to share my life with all the time from all over the world. And I just want Nail Olympia to get stronger, for people to believe in it, for it to grow and end up in more countries. I want Scratch Magazine to, um, to flourish, to continue to flourish. So I just want it all to keep growing, cultivating, harvest, and then more cultivating and more blooming. Love that. And I just want to say on that as well, you know, you said that you you get so much joy from it. I just want to let you know, thank you so much for all you've done for the industry, because you are such a huge part of so many nail techs, journeys and careers and and joy. You've brought so much joy to so many people from, like I said, 18, 19 year old Shan being excited to see the Scratch magazine covers to then being able to go to the Scratch Awards and and meet you and all these incredible, you know, parties that you've inspired. And then with Nail Safari and Nail Limper and everything, you bring so much joy to so many people in the industry. So I really do hope that you you know that you're a huge, huge part of the industry for so many people. And I'm so grateful that you've taken the time to talk to me today. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. You say such nice things. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's true. It's true. So where can people find you when they need a little bit more Alex in their lives? Oh, crikey. Well, um, I have have an Instagram. physically, online. (laughs) That's so nice. I have an Instagram that's alexboxlife underscore. Uh, That's my personal. Obviously, I can be accessed through the glossary live, uh, glossary underscore live. I can be accessed through Nail Olympia competitions. That's those um, Instagrams and Nail Safari. That's one word. That's uh, Instagram. Otherwise, I'm just Alex Fox on Facebook. It's really easy to get me on Messenger that way. And then I'm nailimpia at gmail.com for emailing. I mean, I'm just so accessible. Go for it. Amazing. Thank you so, so much again. And thank you so much for listening, everyone. I'm going to put all the links in the show notes to Alex's social medias, to the Nail Safari, Nail Olympia, Scratch Magazine, theglossarylive.com. So definitely go scroll down, have a little click and check out everything that this wonderful lady does. Thank you so much. Thank you, Shan. I've really enjoyed like sharing my story and thank you so much. Love it. Love podcasting. It's groovy. I'm so happy that this is your first one. I'm literally buzzing about this. (laughs) Thank you so much, everyone. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I really hope it filled up your cup like it filled up mine. I think Alex is just incredible. And I love listening to different people's stories and learning from them. I truly do feel like we can learn something from every single person we meet in life. So I'm so grateful that she came on. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to pop all the links in the show notes, like I said before, to everything she's spoken about in this episode and to her personal pages as well. So definitely go and check those out. And if you enjoy this episode, 
episode, please take a screenshot and share it to your stories. I truly appreciate it. It just means that I can get the word out about this podcast so much more and I really do love doing it. We've just recently hit 35,000 downloads, which is unreal. And I'm so grateful for every single one of you that takes the time to listen to this on a Monday and well, any day of the week actually. Um, Again, if you're in nail tech and you want help building and growing your business, your skills or your confidence, you can get more from me at www.clogasmic.com and remember that Nail Order are going live tonight at 7pm to talk about all of their newbies so make sure you tune in. Thank you so much and I'll catch you next week.